It's a blockbuster Friday, Matt, on this episode of Peacock and Williamson. Christian McCaffrey has been traded from the Carolina Panthers to the San Francisco 49ers. What this means for both the Panthers and the Niners in 2022 and beyond. We've got to uh, take a look back at Thursday Night Football, Arizona Cardinals over the New Orleans Saints, and make the rest of our picks for those Week 7 games. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BB Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Drop us a line on Twitter. Say hi. Say hello in the comments. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL channel. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And of course, all of our lines we reference today when we make our picks for week seven are from our friends at Bet Online, the best in the biz. Okay, I cover the 49ers very closely, Matt. And I can't wait to the, get into this with you. This is a huge move for the 49ers. <laughs> Us knowing each other now for a few years, doing this right. show, football every single day. Um, I, I, I want to throw it to you first, just to hear okay. what your thoughts are on this. And maybe you could guess how I feel about what the 49ers gave up for running back Christian McCaffrey. I can't wait to hear your opinion because, of course, it's your team. And anyone that listens, I think they know by now you are not a invest in running back kind of guy. You have no question about it. And now your team basically has a Ricky Williams-like trade where they have nothing for the next draft. And you look at the O-line and things like that and say, how are we going to fix these things? But McCaffrey's not like most backs. I mean, because of his receiving skills, he's not like trading for Ricky Williams, you know, or you know, Trent Richardson or, you know, one of those guys that people gave up a big, big draft capital for. I worry deep down, though, and, and this is kind of a tinfoil hat thing, Shanahan seems to get infatuated and the Shanahan's the Shanahan family and the McCaffrey family are very close and they go way back. If it was Christian Williamson, do they make this deal? I bet not. This feels like Joe Williams times 10. It's yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Nailed A lot of it. Yeah. You know, what's funny is one of the best running back trades in recent history was when Kyle's dad traded away Clinton Portis and got Champ Bailey a much more valuable position, much right. more valuable player in return for a running back because running backs were overvalued. Kyle Shanahan uh, has been the opposite. And even though all the evidence points to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan's offense and his dad's offense being able to find sixth round picks, undrafted free agents that play very well and perform very well in the running game. And the more they spend seemingly on the running back position with multiple third round picks now in back-to-back years trading up for Trey Sermon the year before didn't even make the roster this year Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman and all the the players they brought in at running back the less they spend the better the player plays in a lot of ways right. last year was the sixth rounder better than the third rounder um but Kyle Shanahan clearly likes himself some running backs saw something that he needed to to fix and be better at at 
the running back position. I think the running game is based on offensive lines. If you want to fix your running game, fix your offensive line. The running back isn't the catalyst there. The running back's not catalyst to wins in the NFL. And shocker, I do think the 49ers overpaid and, and long-term is not going to look like a great deal. But, and I felt like a wet blanket going live po- emergency pod on lockdown oh, 49ers yeah. last night. And I was live and I was looking in the chat and people are get, getting mad at me. And I'm like, look, you can be excited and, and we can have fun here. Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the season and into the future, right? It can be a fun thing. Be excited. Your 49ers want to go for it. They want to win a Super Bowl, and they're spending to do that. Have fun. Pragmatically, not a good deal. Don't spend on running backs. If Depending on the trade chart you look at, the Spielberger Fitzgerald chart, by the way, the folks at uh, overthecap.com, their chart's a little bit different than the Jimmy Johnson chart. Mm-hmm. They think the trade value the 49ers give up, if you look at their trade chart, is closer to a top five pick in the NFL draft. Wow. If you look at the classic Jimmy Johnson chart, it's more like a late first-round pick. Okay. What the value was that the 49ers give up. And if you know me, I don't think you should draft a first-round running back, period. So rookie Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't spend a first on. 26-year-old post-injuries Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't spend a first-round pick on. And the 49ers already don't have a first. They give up a second-rounder, third-rounder, fourth-rounder this year, fifth-rounder in future years. It's too much. It's an overpay. Can he help now? Are they better now? Yeah, because they weren't going to use those draft picks. Unless they were going to trade those draft picks for important positions like still worried about the interior of the defensive line and their offensive line in some places. But here's where, and you nailed it, Matt, here's where Christian McCaffrey might be different. Like this isn't absolutely Herschel Walker. This isn't Ricky Williams. This isn't when the 49ers traded for OJ Simpson in 1978. Could can, can Christian McCaffrey provide that value in the passing game, which is like, he, it's not going to be valuable based on just run. like Christian McCaffrey as a pure runner, this trade's not going to be valuable for the 49ers. Can Christian McCaffrey as a receiver give the 49ers that value? Can he age as a running back more gracefully? Will he age more like Travis Kelsey, right? Making plays in the passing game on third downs versus a, what a traditional running back aging curve might look like. The injury, the injuries worry me so much. There's a lot of big ifs with this, with this trade. He has to not be hurt, which is the first, like, gosh, he's only played six. He's missed more games than he's played in over the last three years. Um, and running backs get hurt anyway. And the 49ers, for some reason, get hurt even more at running back and other positions in recent history. So bad combination there. Um, is he going to be as dynamic? You know, lower leg injuries start to add up and you are, uh, you know, getting into your late 20s. You're in your second contract. That's when running backs start to break down. And is he that dynamic player when Kyle Shanahan closes his eyes and, and watches 2019 2018 film of Christian McCaffrey when he scouted him in the 2017 draft coming out of Stanford is Christian McCaffrey, even that guy. And I think there's evidence to point to him slowing down a little bit. You know, is it a half step? That's fine. You've got vision. You can receive out of the backfield. You're still a good running back, but how's that curve look? You got to pay him 12 million next year, 12 million the year after that money's not guaranteed, but you don't give up all this to just cut him. Right. So there, he's going to get that money. Uh, and if you restructure it, then some of it becomes guarantees anyway into the future. So a lot of questions about this. I find it hard that the 49ers will get value unless Christian McCaffrey is so good for the 49ers this year. He is the catalyst to them going and winning the Super Bowl. Then like the Rams, we're seeing that are going to hit some rough patches because of the lack of draft picks they've had. Um, and you're starting to see that get a little starting to, have to see that foundation crack a little bit for the for the Rams this year but they hoisted the Lombardi can the 49ers do that is this the catalyst for it then sure you give up picks all day to do that um but you look at the history of trading for running backs in the NFL not usually great um 
But the passing game value is the key here for the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey. Can he be dynamic on third downs, keep the ball moving, keep the chains moving, putting points on the board, be even better in some ways than he's been on a better team than he's been with the Carolina Panthers? That's what you're hoping for if you're a 49ers fan and if you're Kyle Shanahan right now. I couldn't agree more. I think it's an overpay. I think it's a tremendous deal for the Panthers. I I think it's a really attractive spot for the next coach now in Carolina. You know, Bryce Young plus all these picks, all of a sudden Carolina looks like, wow, this is fun. You know, yeah. And and by the way, don't trade Brian Burns. You know what I mean? Don't 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 trade trade DJ Moore. Moore. Right, right, right. Some foundational pieces, get a quarterback and a good coach in there, and you have all these picks, maybe even the number one pick in the draft, and then multiple. Uh, seconds, multiple thirds and fourths, and and that's you know how you get things kick started. By the way, Jay Glazer reporting this morning that Sean Payton is not interested in the okay. Carolina, even now the Carolina Panthers' job. That's just not a place he wants to go. Apparently, so it's very attractive though. I mean, that division is very winnable. Brady's not going to be there much longer. You use a third round pick on a running back. You know, I mean, so whatever. Oh, right. I love it for Carolina. I almost think it's like a Herschel Walker like deal for them in terms of the Dallas side. Not quite as strong, obviously, but the yeah. modern day. And you nailed it on McCaffrey. Yes, it was an overpay. I'm sure he fell in love with it. Um, but I think people should look at it like McCaffrey might be closer to Debo Samuel than he is Raheem Mostert. You know what I mean? Like, he's yes. not a typical Niners run in a straight line a million miles an hour and run into things really fast and get hurt. He's going to be on the field probably with running backs. I mean, he's a weapon. They paid a lot for a weapon and, and a very Garoppolo and Lance friendly weapon. And it's funny, they've called Kyle Juszczyk in the past OW, offensive weapon, right? And then when you, and this was before the Debo stuff. So now you see what right. Debo can do, who's a wide back. And now I guess that makes Christian McCaffrey a running receiver. You could literally just flip them. Exactly. Right. You line up in your base personnel. All of a sudden, McCaffrey's the receiver, Debo's the running back. Uh, you know, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, Juszczyk, and McCaffrey are on the field together. Right. What what defense am I playing? Am I playing nickel? Am I playing dime? Am I playing goal line? What am I doing here? You know, in the playoffs last year, they showed that look where Trent Williams lined up as an H back was like rolling in uh, in motion Mm -hmm. to block. I mean, like you could move a lot of players around, do a lot of things with this offense. So I can't wait to see what Kyle Shanahan cooks up. One thing he's not done a lot is throw the ball to running backs. So this is a shift. And and if you if you're giving up this for Christian McCaffrey, he just absolutely has to be a big part of your passing game now. And you have to throw the ball more in total because of it. Right, hundred percent, and and no. By the way, Lance is going to be the running back too. I mean, this is a Lance oh, move more than a Jimmy move. And yeah, this is a, this is again. This is why I'm like, yeah, people are like, ah, not guaranteed twelve million dollars next year. Well, it's like we didn't trade for him for him not to be there next year either. Oh, right? yeah, so yeah. You need to hope that he stays healthy throughout all of this uh, and into the future and provide some of that value for you. But clearly, win now mode, very aggressive for the 49ers. They are going for it, trading for running back Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I don't blame 49ers fans for being excited about it. Uh, although I don't know, it, it's hard to envision the value coming back from the yeah. 49ers side for a running back, especially if you know me and you know the way I feel about running backs. But is he more receiver than running back in a lot of ways? And actually, to put it this way, Matt, I would even say split carries on first and second down. Oh, like yeah. Third, third down is your Christian McCaffrey value here. If they're running him into the, you know, if they're just grinding him down and, and running him into the, wherever else the other running backs were on first and second down, then you're not going to get the value for, for Christian McCaffrey. No, I mean, I know we have to go to a break here. I think it's a tremendous balancing of trying to win it now. And more importantly, making Lance's transition better next year. You know, that's the whole key. 
I, I think trading or investing in running backs is bad business, but not if it makes my quarterback better that I have that the whole franchise is teetering on. Next, there's another offensive weapon in the NFL that's asking to be traded. And one that is a little bit shocking that we are learning brand new things about in the, with the New York jets. We'll make the jet, the picks for that jets game. And we're going to recap review everything we saw from Thursday night football with the Arizona Cardinals, little shouting match between quarterback and coach, all that more coming up next. I want to talk about our friends at simply safe. Here are three things that most football fans are very excited about on a day-to-day basis. Football, football, and saving money. So let's talk about saving big right now with Simply Safe Home security. When you're trying to secure your home, it's like building a Pro Bowl defense, right? That's what you're trying to do for your home. And now with the Locked On Podcast Network, listeners are getting 50% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. They love it. I love it. You'll love it because at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And you want that high def, crystal clear live stream from your security cameras, right? That is key number one in this day and age. You want to be able to pop up your phone. If you're not at home, see what's going on at your home. Seeing what happens if you're getting a delivery. If someone's trying to sneak in and grab that delivery, right? Um, You want to know what's going on on the outside of your home when you're on the inside of your home. And it doesn't help if you can't see it very well. So crystal clear HD live stream video cameras is super key. And any number of uh, detectors and high-tech sensors on any door or window that you want in your home. Make your own customizable security system with Simply Safe, And don't miss the chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNFL today. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes. That's simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNFL. Go today. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, everybody, for making a Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On Sports today with Peter Bukowski, who's breaking down the latest. In, in fact, I'm on today's episode talking about this Christian McCaffrey trade, breaking down the latest, not just in the NFL, but every sport uh, out there. Talking about the Yankees and the start of the NBA season. Tons of great stuff on Locked On Sports today. Check it out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Thursday night football here, Matt. And the Arizona Cardinals, 42 to 34, it became a shootout in this game. 42 34 was the final score of the Arizona Cardinals, improving to three and four. And those New Orleans Saints, now things slipping away this season. Multiple interceptions from Andy Dalton, who's just been bad in prime time, two and five now for those Saints, and starting to become a season that might not be super salvageable, Matt. And I look at what the Saints did this offseason to get where they are. And they might be giving up a top five pick to a team that's currently undefeated in the Philadelphia <laughs> right. Eagles. Right? It's like this yeah. is this is not the direction this season needed to go for the Saints. Yeah, the, the Eagles and the Seahawks are like, just keep losing Saints and Broncos. We're just yeah. gonna chill here and be real happy about it. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a disaster. And I think they miss Sean Payton dramatically. I think they have a lot of injuries. I was a little shocked Winston didn't come out in the second half. He's probably not very healthy, so who knows? Not that he would have saved the game. Um, I'm not going to cut on Thursday night football like I do every week, but I I wasn't super impressed with the game or either of these teams, to be honest with you. I I don't have much hope for either one of them right now. 
I mean, to me, the stories of the game were, boy, it was fun to see DeAndre Hopkins out there, and he is a big-time difference maker, and boy, is he still as good as ever. And you throw a, a pick going into your own end zone, and then two pick sixes, like, I mean, you have no chance to win any football yeah. game, period. You know, and it's killed me. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield, and he's wide open. You know, it's a mm-hmm. dump-off pass. The play wasn't designed for him, but Andy Dalton's throwing an interception in the end zone. Just dump it off the 41, let him score the touchdown. He would have walked into the end zone. You know, <laughs> right. it's, it's like it maybe simplify some things. And I, I think it's pretty clear. Sean Payton's made like this is the best thing for Sean Payton's resume that we've ever seen. Right. The oh, way the yeah. same playing right now without him. And, and we're seeing that's a pretty big difference there. And that's why someone like David Tepper is like talking to Jay Glazer and like, hey, uh, what you think Sean Payton might come here? <laughs> right. And some, like some people are coordinators, they're not head coaches. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you you thought there'd be more continuity, and it doesn't even look like there's continuity on the field, mm-hmm. even though they kept the rest of their coaching staff. Right. And Chris Olave looks great and Kamara looks great, but they're not going anywhere. I don't think Arizona's going anywhere. And it's probably a pretty equal game if it's not for those three massive interceptions. Yeah. You know, yeah. And and I don't mind even the the Kyler Murray shouting with cliff kingsbury stuff they played it down post game too mm-hmm. and i don't know competitors kind of yelling at each other like, get the plays in like, all right you know it's like I, I don't really look i think a lot of people are making a big deal about that i don't think that's a huge deal unless there was something huge already like it doesn't move the needle from what we already thought about how, how it's kind of weird with with kyler murray who's kind of weird and, and cliff kingsbury right who's weird and the, can they ever figure that out uh, i don't think that changed for me with what i saw on thursday night i'm glad you brought up hopkins though i mean how Nice is that for fantasy owners that have sat on Hopkins and hadn't played oh. him all year long. And just to see the trust there and see him already making plays on the ball and the back shoulder throws and Kyler Murray targeted him so heavily right out of the gate. You got to feel good about that if you were someone who stashed um, who stashed DeAndre Hopkins for half a year. No doubt. And my son was going crazy because he was that guy. And, and you got to think that was basically one walkthrough worth of, worth of practice for Hopkins. And I'm, I know he's been working out on his own and all that, but might even get his role might even grow. Taking a look at the rest of week seven, and we've already made a, our six pack of picks, which included those San Francisco 49ers. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey is able to get there for the 49ers this weekend. Uh, he's arriving today, Friday, and the, the thought is that they'll try to get him a package and get him on the field, but I don't think it changes anything, although the line has moved from two and a half to two points uh, with the 49ers still underdogs there at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. But I don't think that line changes much for me. No. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, however, we have not talked about yet. The Panthers are hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay favored by 13 points on the road in this one. And now that the Panthers are in um, rebuild mode officially, I-, I wonder what that does to a psyche of the team. And they had to kick a guy off the sideline last week. So this doesn't look good for the Panthers, who are meteorically driving towards the number one pick in the NFL draft this year. We may see four or five different quarterbacks play quarterback for the Panthers this year. Um, and, and the beauty of this is you get so many assets, but it really helps your chances to still pick first overall. You, you know, if you're Carolina with this deal, because McCaffrey could help you win games and he's not an instrumental piece because the position he plays, I think Tampa stomps these guys. They played very poorly against Steelers. Steelers did some, I mean, that was part of the Steelers, you know, what they did, but a lot of it was the Bucks beating themselves and being out of sync. I think they get right against a bad opponent here. 13's a lot against that Panthers D, but I still am going to lay the points. 
I wonder if DJ Moore might have a little bit more value in your fantasy leagues now just because those targets are going away yeah. going to Christian McCaffrey, and you're not just going to force those running back targets on the, you know. And Anderson's <laughs> gone too, you know. Yeah, and Anderson's gone too. So uh, those targets got to go somewhere, and the Panthers might be playing from behind. So maybe this is time for DJ Moore to get a much bigger target share. I mean, in, in, in Dynasty, I'd be buying him like crazy for the next quarterback and what's mm-hmm. coming, you know, but right. No, I hear you. 13 points, is that too much for you to give up for the Buccaneers, or is this sort it's of a big line? But yeah, I'm going to lay it. It's a big line, though. I can't see. Carolina is the worst offense in the league with McCaffrey. You know, like, they're not going to yeah. score any points. All right, next, another player that could potentially be on the move out of nowhere, Elijah Moore, wide receiver for the New York Jets, is asking to be traded. We'll talk about the Jets, who are at the Denver Broncos, and the rest of the Week 7 schedule and you can get involved in all of these games at betonline.net your number one source for football betting and the start of the new nba basketball season find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth analysis on every game and of course if you're going to lay down your hard-earned money and bet on some sports you want to be informed about those sports and you can find all of that information at bet online as always bet online remains your continued source for sports wagering information live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there and of course not just nfl football nba season getting going major league baseball playoffs mma boxing golf vegas style casino games as well you can find it at bet online Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. I'm looking at bet online as we speak. Yeah, we're using those bet online lines here. And uh, some things uh, are slightly moving throughout the week. What do you think about Elijah Moore? Not happy with his usage with the New York Jets and apparently wants out now. Uh, The Jets, according to reports, don't have any intentions to trade him, nor should they really. But what do you think it would cost if a team came calling for Elijah Moore? Do you think it would be better for Elijah Moore to be somewhere else? The Jets, by the way, favored favored by a point on the road at the Denver Broncos. Um, I can see where he's frustrated. You know, the, the targets have really diminished. They're a run-first team. Um, maybe he looks over at Garrett Wilson and says, that guy's a little better than me. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, and I can understand that. But you're a second-year player. Uh, I'm kind of in the the – the corner of just shut up and play on your rookie contract. You know, you haven't had things all that bad. The team's getting better and you're being a distraction now Just shut up and play. I need at least a first for him. I think he's a phenomenal player. And you know, like of course, everything's Steeler related. My Steelers don't need a receiver, but as soon as I heard that, I'm like, Oh, I'll offer him something for that guy. You know, like <laughs> I, I, it, I was thinking the same thing. And yeah, a couple right. hours later, the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey instead. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> have given up all that for, for Elijah Moore either. Um, Elijah Moore is interesting because like every kinda, team should be interested. Yeah. And he's a dynamic athlete and, but it's kind of slot outside. Like he's a, he's a unique player too. So yeah, I think he's both not weird one or the other some teams. Yeah. Right, and and I think you're using him best if you are using him in the slot a lot, but he's also a starting outside receiver when you're in base. I, I think that's the best way to look at it. Um, and, you know, there's – like, Corey Davis is going to be gone next year. You know, the path right, is clear right. for him to – you know, and Garrett Wilson to both do things. But there's a, there's a lot of receivers there, and, and they're not chucking the ball over the place with their young quarterback either. So I could see why there would be some mm-hmm. frustration. But, again, you nailed it. He was a high second-round pick. You're probably you would ask for a first round pick. Uh, you probably get offered third round picks, and right. so that's why this probably just can't happen. And they're gonna have to figure things out with Elijah. And he's no cap hit whatsoever. 
Yeah. Wilson's their slot. Maybe he's frustrated that, you know, Wilson's getting the slot reps. I don't know. I think they spanked the, the Broncos, though. I think they're a much better team than Denver. I can't believe this is only a one-point line. I'm not sure Wilson plays. I'm not sure it matters. You know, like, I think Denver's just in a terrible place. Yeah, Wilson hasn't been good. I, I still no. don't know. Like, it is hard for me. I feel like the home underdog in Denver – mile high altitude mm-hmm. i feel like i'm going to take the home underdog points here just because i don't feel strongly enough about either one of these teams neutral field i do like the jets better but are they really that much better than the broncos to be favored on the road i'm not so sure and, and i want to see more from those new york jets so that's the altitude thing's real as is the denver d i mean this mm-hmm. could be an under game all day long how about those new york giants they are on the road at the jacksonville jaguars and they are not favored the Jaguars actually favored by three points at home. I know. I was listening to a podcast with Warren Sharp, who's a very, very tuned in betting guy. And I never thought of it from this angle. But one of the things he was saying whenever they create lines or bet is one of the least important things in their eyes when they pick teams is win-loss record. <laughs> you know, like, we don't really care what your record is. I want to know how you're playing, how you match up against this team. You know, okay, you won games in the past. I don't really care about win-loss record. And this is just a great reflection of that. I mean, the Giants are one loss on the road against a team that's struggling, and they're getting points. I think I'll take the points. You know, just run the ball, keep it close. I don't like how Lawrence is playing. Yeah, I'm taking the points, too. And I do think these teams might be closer than their record indicates. Yeah. Um, but three points at home, I think, is is also a little bit too much with the with the way that the Giants are playing versus the way the Jaguars are playing there. Right. You know, team wise, they might not be much different, but the Giants are clearly playing better. Um, and fewer mistakes. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, g- give me the points and give me the Giants on the road here against those, uh, those Jacksonville Jaguars. How about the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore favored by six and a half here. Brown's in a pretty tough spot that feel, they feel a lot like the new Orleans saints right now to me. I think they're walking into a buzzsaw and about to get blown out. Their defense, their defense is awful. I think Baltimore runs all over them, and I don't think the offense can keep up. I mean, I, I'll gladly lay the points in Baltimore. Green Bay Packers at Washington Commanders. Packers on the road favored by five. They haven't been playing great, but neither have the Washington Commanders. Five points for the home dog. Is that enough to get you uh, excited about a Commanders? victory here against the Packers. Green Bay's who should be calling the Jets about Elijah Moore. I mean, boy, would that be a great fit. <laughs> Slot outside, whatever. I think I'll lay the points. I mean, Wentz to Heineke doesn't really change my opinion. It might even be somewhat of a benefit for Washington, especially for guys like McLaurin. But I think Green Bay rebounds and wins this thing by a touchdown. Uh, give me the points. Home dog, five points. Okay. Heineke, I'll take it. Uh, keep it close. Packers straight up. Definitely is 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 where yeah, I would go with yeah. this one. Um, Packers are just a flat out better team, and at some point they got to start playing better, right? I would think. I just don't know if they can blow anybody out. Houston Texans, a lot of big lines this week. Here's another seven point line: the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you're talking about how they don't care about records. A one and four team favored by seven here, Matt. With yeah, the Raiders this week. Uh, I'll take the Raiders here too. I mean, Texans coming off a bye. Raiders coming off a bye too. Yeah, I think so. Um, I just think they're noticeably better, too. I think Carr will carve these guys up. Um, they're not going to have any answer for Adams. I, I, I'll lay the points here. I don't think Houston's particularly good at all. 
And last but not least here, we got Monday Night Football. It's the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. And by the way, if we didn't get to your game today and your team, we did do a six-pack of picks on yesterday's program. So that's where we made those selections. Chicago Bears on the road. The New England Patriots favored by nine. Are the Patriots the type of team to be favored by nine over anybody right now? They're playing better football than the Bears, but the Bears have kept a lot of things tight. I'm leaning towards taking the points here in this one. Yeah, it's a, I don't love the line. I mean, I think the Bears' D is competitive. I also think Belichick is probably watching Justin Fields' tapes right now going, boy, I'm excited to play against this guy. <laughs> you know, he just holds the ball and doesn't you know, really run the play. Is scheduled. Uh, I could see it being a very long day for the Bears' offense. Like, I mean, lion shutout type of day. So I think the, the Patriots win this thing by nine or more. I wouldn't touch it, though. I mean, they're not really the offense to explode. Right. Yeah. And there's just no, there's nothing there with the, with the bears where I'm like, man, they're going to go upset a bunch of teams because they just, you know, they're just, they're off. And and I like the way they're running the ball, playing a little bit of defense to try to keep things close. That's why I want to take the points, but uh, man, I got to see something and it's, it's getting a little bit late in the game here for, uh, for that offense with it's under talented and the quarterback is just not, hitting people in timing period right, right. so yeah like the bell check pass rush is gonna come with the you know containment pass rush and it's like let's keep him in the pocket for three and a half seconds and let him hold make a mistake ball. and, and don't let ball. him run yeah yep, yep. and he will hold the ball absolutely so bad combination there with Belichick scheming against justin fields and that bears might oh. see mac jones too that's true yeah although bailey zappy i don't know bailey zappy's been doing some things He's been doing some things. I don't know if they're all that different. I don't think it changes things for me. He's uh, Mac Jones has turned the ball over way too much. That's true. Yeah, just stop that. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Of course, we will be back after the weekend, breaking down all of the Week Seven action right here. Peacock and Williamson.